fix our eyes on you, oh holy one who went to the cross for us. You open our eyes, you open our ears, we look to you. Would you speak to us, God? Speak, God. Speak. Speak to us, Father, today. Yes. As we look to the cross. Yes, Jesus. To you is all the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name, Jesus we pray. Name. Amen. 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 You can be seated. Again, thank you so much. Can you guys hear me okay? Does that work? Let me lift it up a little bit. There we go. I know some of you who are uh, members here and active participants at Living Grace are thinking, how in the world is Kerry going to preach without moving today? I promise I'll make it happen. I'm going to stand still today. But uh, as was mentioned earlier, I want to thank you so much for being here. This is a historic day in the life of the church. For God's people all over the world, not just in Cary and not just in Chicagoland, but among all nations, not just Catholic and not just Protestant, but all who trust Christ as our Savior, this is a historic day as we remember yes, sir. what was accomplished for us on this Good Friday. Yes. Before I share the word with you, would you go to the Lord with me in prayer? Jesus, you paid it all, mm. and to you all we owe. Mm -hmm. We gather today because you are worthy. Okay. We gather today because the cross has not lost its power. Yes. We gather today because the cross still has power. Oh, yes. And oh, Father, how I pray the line that we saying this afternoon in that first song, thank you, Jesus, for the blood applied. Yes, Would you apply your love to every area of our hearts today? Yes. I pray now that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart would be pleasing in your sight. Yes. Oh, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Speak now, Lord, we pray. For your servants come to the foot of the cross where we are eagerly listening what you have for us today. I pray these things in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus, my Savior and my Lord. Amen. There are some questions in life that never cease to amaze me. One of those questions comes around this week of every year. Why Good Friday? Mm. Isn't Holy Week about Easter? Mm -hmm. Isn't Holy Week about what God has done for us in defeating death? And I like to respond to that question by saying this, that it is not only important, it is not only Vital, uh -huh. But it is necessary yeah. for us to remember this day that we call Good Friday. Yes, sir. If there were an access code 
on that two. Mm -hmm. It would be 27677. C-R-O-S-S. -S. All right, all right. We are quick to sprint past the cross. My God. When God calls us to stop mm. and to sit at the foot of the cross mm. to remember all that God has done for us in this moment. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We need to sit and ponder all that God and Christ has done for you and for me. Yeah. And the New Testament writers, they, they stick to the cross and they stick to the tomb and they stick to the throne. Mm -hmm. They never walk away. The Apostle Paul in Philippians 3, he gives us his biography of sorts. Mm. Actually, it would be an autobiography. Mm -hmm. And the Apostle Paul writes to the church at Philippi that he considers all things lost, compared to knowing Christ Jesus, his Lord. Yes, sir. Hmm. And he says this. He wants to know the power yeah. of yeah. the resurrection of Christ. Why? That he may share in his sufferings, thereby becoming like him in his death. Talk, Reverend. You can't separate the tomb right. and the cross. Right. None of the New Testament writers made a beeline for the tomb. Mm -hmm. They stayed at the cross to remember the promises of God that were fulfilled at Calvary. Yes, sir. There are all sorts of aspects of the heart of God that we could look at tonight, but we have enough time just for two. And tonight, we're looking at two aspects of the heart of Christ at the cross. Mm -hmm. We're going to look at his goodness. Uh-huh. We're going to look at his glory. Yes, sir. I have the privilege of addressing his goodness. Yes, sir. And my dear brother and friend from Wheaton College, Angelus Wilson, has the privilege and the honor of addressing his glory. Yes, sir. There is perhaps no clearer place in Scripture where we see both the goodness and the glory of God come together as one than at the foot of the cross. Yes, sir. Rather. It was John who said in John chapter 1, verse 14, that we beheld his glory. My God. Mm -hmm. Full of grace mm -hmm. and truth. God's goodness mm -hmm. and his glory can never be separated. Yes, sir. God's goodness, his love and his kindness and his mercy and his compassion. Uh -huh. God's glory, his justice, mm -hmm. his mercy. His power and his victory yeah. over sin. Talk, Reverend. So, why Good Friday? Yes, sir. Because the Lord is my shepherd. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I shall not want. Preach it all, Reverend. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Uh -huh. He leads me beside not rushing waters. Yeah. Right. But still one. Yeah. He restores my soul. Yeah. Yeah. He leads me in paths of righteousness mm -hmm. for his name's sake. Yeah. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, uh -huh. I will fear no evil. Yes, sir. Because my God, yeah. he is with me. Yeah. yeah. And his rod and his staff, they comfort yeah. me. God prepares a table before me in the presence of my 
enemies. He anoints my head with oil and my cup overflows. Yes, sir. Surely, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So why Good Friday? Yes, sir. Because Jesus is the good shepherd. Yes. And the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Amen. And in John 10, not only is he the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep, he's the shepherd who knows his sheep. Mm. And his sheep know him. Yes, sir. What kind of knowledge is Jesus talking about in John chapter 10? The same way in which the father knows the Son, Jesus. Uh -huh. right, right. And the same way in which the Son, Jesus, <laughs> knows the Father is the same way mm. in which you and I know God. Yes. The same way in which the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit knows is the same way in which we're going to know Him because of this great shepherd. Yes, sir. And so we see in John 10 that not only is he the good shepherd that lays down his life for the sheep whom he sees, uh -huh. his disciples, and those whom he's going to save, but you and me, and whom would be called by him, who would believe in his word, we're going to hear his voice, and he is going to draw us to himself. Yes, we have heard the voice of the shepherd, not just any shepherd, but the good shepherd. Psalm 23 and John 10. Uh-huh. Same shepherd. Yes, sir. Same truths. Uh-huh. Same God. But we see a move from shepherd to savior. Mm. The same revealer, now fully revealed. Mm. I'd like to propose to you that David in Psalm 23 takes the fine fountain pen uh -huh. of divine inspiration <laughs> and he dips it in the red ink of divine transformation yeah. uh -huh. to give us just a little glimpse right. of what God is going to do for us in Christ and how he is going to save a people for himself. Yes, sir. So let me share with you three truths from Psalm 23 and John 10. We could spend the rest of the night here, but Angelus has another preaching engagement. So let me just share with you three truths. The good shepherd is good because he is our protector along life's path. Yes, sir. Amen. He is our protector along life's path. But secondly, our good shepherd is good because he is our provider of peace. Yes, sir. Yeah. And finally, this good shepherd, he is good because he is the pathway to the promise. Yes, sir. Mm. I need somebody besides Angelus to help me preach to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to help you, Reverend. Let's look first at this good shepherd bringing the protector along life's path. All right. Did you notice the ever-present power of the shepherd in the bookends of both Psalm 23 and John 10? Beginning of Psalm 23, which Evie Hill could not get over these three, these 
three words in Psalm 23 on a flight from Los from New York to Los Angeles as he went home one evening. He was he pondered the depths of the first three words of Psalm 23. The Lord is my God. The present power uh -huh. of the shepherd. <laughs> and in John 10, I am mm. the good shepherd. Mm -hmm. do, do you see the, the present power mm. of those beginning, mm. the beginnings of John 10 and Psalm 23? But not only the beginning, but the end. Imagine. Imagine a book or a movie with both beautiful beginnings and beautiful endings. Yes, sir. Psalm 23. The Lord is surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. John chapter 10. There will be one flock and one shepherd. Talk, Reverend. And friend, I want you to know today, because the power of the cross, yeah. there will always be one church, yes, sir. one people, yes, sir. one flock, yes, sir. and one Savior. It's the whole point of the New Testament, one people found in the cross of Christ. The good shepherd is good because of his present care. His yeah. present care for you, believer. Jesus stayed nailed to the cross because it took every drop of his blood to pay for every ounce of our sin. Oh, yeah. Every sin. He stayed on the cross, but there was another reason why he stayed on that cross. So that he would stay with you in your pain and in your suffering and in your trauma. He stayed on that cross so that he would stay with you in every present moment of your life. Yes, sir. Who can forget? Yes, sir. Who can forget David, the same one who wrote Psalm 23, is the same one who wrote Psalm 139. Where shall I go from your spirit? Where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I go to Sheol, yes, if I make my bed in Sheol, you're there too. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand will hold me. Yes. Friend, you can do all that you want to get off of the path. <laughs> but the promise of the gospel is there is one who will hold you. Yes, sir. And you can try going up, down, left, right, and you can try to escape him. But friend, there is nowhere that you can go where he has not been. Yes, sir. Yeah, right. That's right. Yes, sir. And remember, this week, remember the night before his death, his arrest. It wasn't just Judas who betrayed him. It wasn't just Peter who denied him. It was all of his disciples. Matthew 26, verse 56, that all of his disciples left and fled after his arrest. Oh, friend. That's you and me. We've left our Savior. We've fled. We've We've lost boldness. We've lost power. We have denied him. We've not trusted him. And in our darkest moments and in our strongest trials, we, we have left. But he hasn't left you. No, sir. The cross reminds us that he has not left us. 
And the good shepherd, even though Judas betrayed him, Peter denied him, and all of his disciples fled, Jesus still not only willingly died and gave his life, he joyfully gave yes, his life for you and for me. Yes. And so he protects us by his present care. What does he protect us from? It is very clear that what our good shepherd Jesus protects us from. He protects us from the evil one. Mm. David. Jesus from the same line as David. Uh -huh. David was a shepherd too. First Samuel 17 tells us that before David defeated Goliath, uh -huh. David was already prepared as a shepherd. Yeah. First Samuel 17 says that David as a shepherd, he saved the lambs yeah. out of the mouths of lion and bears. Sure, sure. No tigers. Oh my. <laughs> but there was a battle that David could never prepare for because only Jesus could win it at the cross. The battle against sin's curse that we once were captured by. 1 Samuel 17, lions and bears have the lamb in their mouths. When we think about the enemy, he had us in his jaws. Death was over us. The curse of sin was over us. And God the Father placed his son, the Lamb of God, talk, talk. who takes away the sins of the world to free you and I from sin and save us. By his grace. Yes. And friends, that's why he goes after the one. Yes. That's why he leaves the 99 and goes after the one. Preach, Reverend, preach. Because he's always after the one. He always is after the one who has wondered. But not only is he protector, he is provider. He is a provider of peace. Surely you've had someone do work for you at no charge. Have you ever experienced that? Let me tell you a story about me. I was, I grew up on 60 acres in Louisiana and we did not have city water. Hmm. We had a septic tank. All right. And you don't want a septic tank to go bad. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> right. We had a family friend across the street. I thought I was 17 years old at the time. The septic tank needed fixing. And I thought, big macho Kerry can fix this. Oh no, <laughs> family friend, he fixed our septic tank. He went into the bottom of the tank and he began to work and he began to work. And I said, Mr. Roger, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. He said, young man, I want to provide this for your family because your family has been good to me. Mm. And I can assure you that was a moment of peace for me and my family. Yes, I can assure your mom and dad wanted nothing to do with the septic tank. Yes, sir. He's the provider of peace. Yeah. Notice who's doing the working in these passages. It's God and God alone. He makes me lie down. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Yeah. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. He's the one who does it. John 10, I know my sheep. I lay down my life. I bring the sheep yeah. in. We, yeah, didn't yeah. this, we didn't come into the pasture alone. No, no. He brought us in and he lays his life down to take it up again. Yes, sir. Amen. So the good shepherd is good 
Because he has provided us peace mm. by giving us access to his throne of grace. Mm -hmm. And through the cross, friend, you have every ounce of access. You don't have to be a stranger at the throne of grace. Yes. You are a friend of God the Father Ooh, yes. through his son Jesus. Yeah. Hebrews chapter 4 says, we don't have just a little bit of glimpse into heaven. No, he's given us full access through the finished work of Christ, friend. That is good news for us. The veil did not tear from the bottom up. The veil tore from top to bottom, yeah. reminding us of what God has accomplished in Christ for you yes, and sir. for me. Amen. So he is, he is our protector. He is our provider. And oh, friend, he's the pathway. He's the pathway. To yes. Work, Reverend, work. We will dwell in the house of the Lord. Yes, sir. For a few days? No, 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 no. We will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Reminds me of another psalm, Psalm 84, where the psalmist says, I would rather be in God's presence than anywhere forever. And friend, we will sing forever the glory of Christ. And there's only one way that that could have been accomplished. And that's through Jesus laying his life down on the cross for you and for me. Yeah. Jesus' words, I must bring them also. Let me remind you that the final destination is not here. Yeah. Yeah. God the Father did not bring you into the pasture of this world. God the Father brought you into the pasture of the eternal city. My God. God the Father through his son Jesus and through the blood of Christ brought you in to pastures of glory that await us that we have never even begun to plot. And here's what I want you to know. We sang it just a moment ago that unlike a race in this world, when we think about the pathway to the promise. There's one word that gets us to the promise. While the pathway is filled with thorns and thistles and affliction and suffering and trials, friend, all of that cannot compare to the weight of glory that awaits us. Mm. Yeah. And there is one word that guides us through all of this along the path. It is the word finished. Mm. It is the word Finished. That Jesus, the Son of God, He endured every sin. He endured every temptation from the enemy. And He gave it all. And He was sinless. He was perfectly obedient, even all the way up until the point of death. When He could have thrown in the towel, He not once even thought about it. Because you were on His mind. So unlike a track race, or like any other kind of race, which begins with a starting line and a finish line, uh -huh. the Christian life begins with a finish line and a glory line. That's good, though. It ends with a finish That's line good. and it ends, it starts with a finish line. Yes, sir. And it ends with a glory, glory. line. Wow. So let me remind you about my mama as I end this sermon. Every time I go home, I'm reminded of this picture of finished. Yeah. I go into my room and I see a 2,500 piece Coke puzzle.
Definitely not to be confused with Pepsi. Uh -huh. <laughs> 2,500-piece coat puzzle. You Cubs fans, that's the only bad thing about Wrigley is they sell Pepsi. <laughs> coat puzzle on the wall. And I know exactly every detail of this puzzle. When we were kids in our family, we loved to do pet puzzles. My parents loved puzzles. We had this large coat puzzle, and it took us three months to do and to finish. And we got to the end of it, and we had a tradition. We would take the final four pieces, and we would put them all together in four different spots. Well, we got to the end of the puzzle. And sweet mercy, there were only three pieces <laughs> left when there was four to fill in. So... We ripped the couches up from the, the floor. We swept the whole house and we could never find the piece. So what did mama do? Mama took a photocopy of the box and she then took that box and then she took a little piece of wax paper and she took scissors and she began to cut a piece out of the box. And she took the copy from the puzzle and she put it on the little box, the little piece. And as, we, as she worked on it, we went back to the puzzle piece with all four of our hands as a family. We were praying that it would work. And like a glove, like a well-worn glove, oh my God. the piece fit into the puzzle. Oh my God. And I will never forget Mama's reaction. Finished! Yeah. Finished! Oh Brothers and sisters, Jesus did not come to pay for some of your sin. He is not like the State Farm guy on the commercial. Look, got to be quicker than that. No, he came for every one of your sins. He did not just come for half of your sin. He came and it is finished. He saved you. He will keep you. And he will glorify you on that day. So, believer, rest to the promise. That it is finished. And because it is finished, God is good. Yes. yes. And if you want to know a little bit about, a little bit more about that glory line, mm -hmm. well, just wait momentarily. My friend Angelus is going to talk all about. <laughs> Will you stand as we sing in worship? Lord, would you come to me?